Hey, this is Ricky. Disney recruited me to model for their next princess, or my CIA cover got blown, or I've been abducted by white slavers. More likely, I hate your guts. Either way, leave a message. Uh, hiya, sweetie bear. It's the Paterfamilias, the, uh... Oh, that's stupid. How do you restart this thing? Oh, for the love of... Okay, okie dokie, I guess this is the take we're going with. Ah! Ricky Bear, it's Daddy. It's, uh, Dad. <laughs> I know you want to talk. Why won't you? I just, I want to talk to you, okay? <laughs> I know that you and your mother had the worst dinners as the one in, uh, in Mr. Doubt... Mr. Mr. What am I saying? Mrs. Doubtfire! <laughs> Robin Williams, R.I.P. Remember how you used to love that movie? Anyway, it's, uh, it's been a few months now, you know, and I just, I mean, uh... I want to talk to you, Pumpkin, but, you know, if you could just, if, if I can, I love you, Ricky. Call me back. Good fathers are in short supply, but Mr. Meow loves all his kittens with unconditional love. That's why he makes sure they eat Mr. Meow brand cat chow, the feline food that gives every little kitty the balanced nutrition they need. Mr. Meow, because every kitten deserves a good father, and good fathers do what's best for their kittens. American here, Stone Huntington, CEO of the American Corporation, along with my CFO, Lance Redford. And I'm here with my pal, Chip McGregory. Say, Chip, why don't you come on down to your local American, where there's a great deal for the Patriot in all of us. I'll tell you why, Lance, because I'm covered in bees! Ah! Dang it all, Chip, why'd you bring bees in here? my fault, Lance. I kicked their nest till they go away. That's right, friends. We've got fireworks and ammunition, American flags and hats and patriotic beer. Uh, give me the American branded flash water. Here it is, Lance. Let me get those bees while you face. Take it old chip. We've got the products for you. Proudly American made. This American flash water is made in China, Lance. I don't care. To, uh, Damn, Lance. 4,099 bees to go. Give me that thing. You're broken, Lance. There's a bee in my ear. Chip. Lance, pay attention. Yes, sir, Stone. Uh, sir. Where's my EpiPen? Come on down to American. Because there's nothing to mer- Bees everywhere, Lance! Ah! You are now entering the Ville. Proceed with caution. Faith family. Folks like to talk about cancel culture, don't they? But did you hear the story of the man who accidentally canceled his entire company with one keystroke on his computer? His name was Marco Marsala and he ran an internet hosting company. After the company was up and running, he fired the programmers who gave it life. He thought he could handle the upkeep, and so he would have if not for a command called RMRF. Now, 
I don't know much about coding. I can barely fire up my TV. But I do know that Mr. Marsala ignored the warnings that popped up when he put in this command and hit enter. And that little piece of code deleted everything. His customer contacts, his web infrastructure, his files, his company, gone. Some of you here tonight are like Mr. Marsala, or like me. You've made a ruin of your life. A dumpster fire, as they say. Maybe unlike Mr. Marsala, it took you many keystrokes over the years. Or maybe you did it all with one fell blow. It was more than one keystroke for me, friends. But any one of them could have been fatal. Have you heard the conundrum of the drunken man who swerves onto the side of the road? If a child is standing there, his life as he knew it is over. If there's no child, all he gets is a scraped bumper. But what's the difference in his actions? To use a highly theological term, diddly squat. It was one action that got me in hot water, friends. But there were other actions just as heedless. And the Almighty doesn't judge the net result, does he? The Almighty judges the heart. What's in your hearts tonight, brothers and sisters? Until you make a choice to repent and live in the freedom of grace, you are in chains. And I can tell you firsthand, chains are no way to live. That's so... That's why we've been arranging these nights of hope at least once a month, because I... I said, is that so? Is there a question? Yeah, I said, is that so? Is what so, friend? Your first-hand experience, so-called. Why don't you come forward, young man? I wouldn't want to interrupt. I think that ship has sailed. Why don't you come forward, friend? Tell us who you are. I'll tell you, my name is uh, Oliver, and I'm here to tell all of you that this man is a, he's a, he's a serpent, a snake, and he's a liar. He uh, slept with a girl, a friend of mine, and there was another girl who had uh, a baby, and there were rumors of... I agree with almost everything that you said, young man. You what? Ladies and gentlemen, this is highly irregular, but well, you've heard the story of the return of the prodigal son. This is the story of a son returning to his prodigal father. My son, Oliver. What? You, you know I'm, you never, he never said two words to me in my whole life. Until the last year, I never, but that's no excuse. Again, Oliver, you're right. No, no, what are y'all doing? Did you hear me? Listen, this guy's the bad guy. Oliver, not everyone can hear. What? I, Why don't you come up on stage and tell your story? You wouldn't like... You wouldn't like what I have to say. If there's something you want to say to everyone, well, these nights are for people who need healing. Or uh, Jason can take over and we can talk in my office. You're a wolf. Folks, I have to apologize. This is my son. And I've wounded him badly. Why, you? I understand. Of course I understand. Folks, I'm going to have Jason step in. You all know our intern, Jason. My boy needs privacy to express himself. Do I look like I need privacy? Whatever you want. 
I want to see that you get it, son. I'm no son of yours. Oliver. Listen, I don't know how many stupid pills y'all took before you hired this man as your associate pastor, but just Google Stuart. Uh, I know his last name's hard to spell, Oliver. but... Oliver. Your mother? Ricky? They know Oliver. What? There's freedom in Christ, Oliver. Freedom in what? grace. I, I don't... I don't understand. Not for fake sinners. For real ones like me. Like all of us. Oliver, I'm sorry. What? No. I'm so sorry. No. I've sinned against you, son. Won't you talk to me? Oliver, come back. Ladies and gentlemen, storing up your pain, it leads to bitterness, but speaking it out, that's the first step to healing it. In time, I, I hope. Oh, I, I do hope. No, but that first step of speaking your pain, even shouting it, it requires a great deal of courage. And uh, how many of us tonight have that kind of courage? Tonight you saw it in my son. A tremendous display of courage. One day, he'll have the strength to forgive. I'm going to have Jason get up here now. I, I, I'm sure you understand, but... Before I go, Jason, would you lead us in a prayer for my dear son, Oliver? How dear And if it's not too much to ask, pray that one day he'll call me Father. Okay, I, I'm going in, Radiohead. Wish me luck. I wish success upon your immediate endeavor, along with all future endeavors, Ollie, and a lack of success upon those whose success would stand in the way of your success. Okay, uh, here goes nothing. You have spoken truly in predicting that nothing would take place, Ollie, as you have not moved to go into the diner, even though your previous words indicated that would be the case. I I'm working up to it, okay? Why would you need to work up to it, Ollie? Miss Rosebloom is your friend, and when she called to ask you to join her for conversation, you assented quickly and without apparent scruple. Uh, well, maybe there were unapparent scruples, my robot friend. For example, Ollie? Uh, me and Miss Rosebloom were good friends, um, in high school? Maybe best friends? Uh, I don't know, I thought, uh, but things happened, you know? What is it that you are stammeringly attempting to articulate, Ollie? I haven't seen Ricky for months. Not since I found out she was in a relationship with my father. Everyone in the Ville found out about said relationship last Christmas, Ollie. Even robots. Yeah, but then I found out Pastor Stu was my father. That does present a relational crisis. Will you tell her about your recent confrontation with the aforementioned nefarious faux pastor, an unwanted forebear to yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, first thing out of my lips. Ollie, my ironotronic processes lack the sophistication yes, to- it was sarcasm, you bucket of bolts. No need to resort to foul language, Ollie. I I'm sorry, Radiohead, I, sh I shouldn't have said that. I just- I understand, Ollie. I'm gonna keep this short. 20 minutes. Say hi, hello, shoot the breeze. Do you think this particular female, or indeed any female, would be satisfied with that level of engagement, Ollie? It, it don't matter, Radiohead. Um, somebody, uh, somebody told me recently that I couldn't be the person for her. Who told you, Ollie? It doesn't matter. I, uh, I can't be the shoulder she cries on. And if I tried to be the, uh, shoulder, things could, they could really escalate quick. You know what I mean? Not in the least, Ollie. 
All right, I'm going in now. Wish me luck. I wish you solicitude of... Good luck, Radiohead. Good luck, Radiohead. No, no hysterics, no discussion of the past, nothing about Stu. Just, hello, and how, how are ya? Haha, <laughs> 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 Ricky! It's been too long, you look... I know, give me a spin. It's just me. I know, darling, but I need to study you from every angle. Spin! You may sit down, sir. What's this? Vanilla swirly with Mike and Ike's. Just as weird and disgusting as it ever was. Wow, uh, you remembered. Duh. You know what I've got. Uh, chunky moo-moo chocolate? And I don't even know if I'm eating it ironically anymore. If I take a bite right now, are there implied quotation marks around it? Well, you... You can own the flavor without owning the name. Is that so, Mr. Ollie the Orphan? You always said you liked my name. Well, maybe I just liked the flavor. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that was awkward, uh, but... How you been, Ricky? Ha-ha! You know? Good. I'm really good. I had a big blowout with my toxic mother a few months ago, moved out, got an apartment. I'm saving for college, doing double shifts at Perkin Bean, where you no longer work, mysteriously enough. Well, I, I can't work uh, everywhere. Yes, you can, and you usually do. But I do have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> Stu's your dad, and you went and yelled at him in front of his new congregation in Columbus. Oh, darn it. Uh, y- use the napkin, mop it back in the cup. Mop it back in- okay, just let me Ricky, do it. Ricky, um, where'd you hear that? Nothing personal, but last Christmas everyone in town knew everything yeah, about- Yeah, yeah, but where, where'd you hear? Well, my landlady's daughter's BFF works at the call center with- bum bum ba your mom. Oh, brother. And your mom likes to talk. Yeah, whatever. Oh, is all we a widow mad? I'm not mad. A widow mad? It's true my mother's pretty talkative. It's true the Atlantic Ocean's pretty wet. Hardy har har. So, okay, you, you heard about my father. If I'd played my cards right, I could have been your stepmother. Don't even joke about that. How'd you, how'd you know I went and saw Stu? I'll tell you after you tell me how it went. There's not much to tell. It was it was all of five minutes. I walked in and started yelling like an idiot. As the kids say, that slaps. Uh, about how he was no good and he, uh, he did the things he did and Stu was smooth as... Well, he was like he is, you know? I do know. Yeah, he called me his son and said he wanted to ask my forgiveness and, and the people there actually bought it and so I kind of ran out. Like, ran, ran? It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I hope you're not waiting for me to disagree. Eh, he's a snake. I kind of thought he was the second coming of Mr. Rogers. I drove four hours for that. But you don't want to talk about him. I don't know. I, I Actually, I only really have a half hour today. I, I should get going in a few minutes. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I get it. I might faint, and here you are without your smelling salts. Ricky. I get the Night of Hope e-newsletter. That's how I knew about it. What? You wouldn't want to see what your evil ex-boyfriend was up to? Uh, why would I want that? Why do people, like, read Mein Kampf? They're neo-Nazis. There's a reason for everything. So, the newsletter said... Stu had been interrupted by an upset relative. 
We want our church family to know that we have full confidence in Pastor Stewart and blah blah blah. Damage control, damage control. Boy, he, uh, he really leans into it. Uh, anyway, how'd you know the relative was me? Well, I heard you were a relative, which was totally trippy, by the way. And I knew Stuart doesn't have any others, uh, so... Relatives? Yeah, he was an only child, and his mom and dad are no longer with us. Oh. I learned so many fun facts about him, and all I had to do was... I do was... have to go soon. I- I'm sorry, I don't have more time. Uh, it's okay. Uh, you can make me feel loved and validated as a human being some other time. <laughs> it- it's just those were my grandparents, you know, his, his mom and dad. That uh... is... Weird. I, I I just keep turning it over in my mind. No matter how much I, I do, it doesn't make sense. Like, how does he pull that off? Less than a year a- after everything with... Uh, Me? And he's got some cushy associate pastor gig at a mega church in Columbus. Did anybody from our church try to tell... Not that I'm aware of. Nobody reached out to you? Not that I'm aware of. And he does those stupid nights of hope. And he just talks about it like it's part of his story or something. Doesn't it make you mad? Not really worth me stewing. Was that pun intentional? You'll never know. Uh, Doesn't it make you mad, though? Having to see those things on YouTube. There's this X button on your internet browser? It's not just you. It's it's all of us. We're just grist for his uh, his little machine that turns people into redemptive anecdotes. He should be ashamed. (laughs) You're right. He acts so casual about everything. It makes you wonder why he didn't just stay at FCS. (laughs) My mom can be very persuasive. Then why didn't she persuade him to get out of the ministry altogether? Well, it's not like he committed a crime crime. I I think the church bylaws have something to... uh, And what about my mother? She was a teenager. And when was she planning on pressing charges again? Five till never? She's, uh, She's an interesting woman. Talkative, too. I hear. Still, there's got to be somebody. Some random girl. She's buried in Stu's flower garden. Ricky, don't you want justice or, you know, whatever? I hope Stuart is mauled to death by bears. Satisfied? Not unless you got some bears. Mm, fresh out of bears. So, do you know anyone anyone else? An, another girl that could... No. No, you don't know or, or know you? No. <sighs> Like I said, here here in a minute, I, I gotta, um, I gotta... Tell me about the second time you saw him? Who said I saw him a second time? <laughs> I know you didn't leave it there. How do you know? Did you? Ricky, um, the more I think about it, the more I think it might not be, uh, appropriate for us to, um... Talk? Like, two adults about whatever we want? I, uh, I, I just came today to say hi and see... How you been? Hi, I'm fine. Not hurt at all that I moved out of my parents, like, months ago, and in all that time, you never- So, kind of awkward, I guess. I- I don't know. I- I missed you. Uh, yeah. Well, of course I missed you too, but I- I saw your dad a month ago. Hey, dinosaurs are cool. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were randomly changing the subject. No! Uh, your dad just happened to step out of his office when I was making some deposits at the bank for Mr. O'Reilly. He asked about you and sounded like he'd like to talk to you. I mean, he didn't say that exactly. Rosebloom's are masters of saying things without saying them exactly. I just think if a person has a dad who wants a relationship with him, I, I don't know. You haven't talked to either of your parents since... I am not speaking to either one of the toxic people formerly known as my parents. For now or forever? You got a crystal ball? I'm fresh out of crystal balls. I can tell you the story. I uh, have to go soon. Yeah? Well, but not right away. I, I mean, I guess... I can work with that. So, 
My mom's a toxic monster who lies with every breath of her soulless body. Is that so? And I reaffirmed this during the dinner from hell. Just my mom and me. Since you're in a hurry, the less said about that, the better. Okay. Anyway, the next day I find out that my beloved mother, Erica, is going with my beloved father to an Enneagram retreat. What's uh, Enneagram? Emphasis on the word retreat, because my mom clearly did not wish to engage further with me. Luckily, the feeling was mutual. What about your dad? I can't. Okay? He was an accomplice at the crime scene that was my childhood, and until I sort that out in my head... Sure. Okay? Yeah. Somebody told me about a sublease that opened up, and voila, I haven't seen any of them since. Voila. You mean your parents? Uncle Chip, Uncle Lance, they're all enablers. Well, uh, sounds lonely. I am impervious to loneliness. Sounds nice. I did have one awkward run-in with Uncle Lance and Chip about a week after. The dinner from, uh, Yeah, actually, it was right outside the Steiner. Oh, hello, little Ricky. Oh, hey, Uncle Lance. What you up to? Oh, uh, just got a sandwich. Came to the right place. They they got good sandwiches here. I like their BLTs. I usually just get bacon. Well, I, you doing all I right? gotta... I'm oh, fine. Gotta... I'm fine. I should go. I'm yeah. fine. Okay, well... I should go. Yep. So long. Hi, little Ricky. Oh... Hi, Uncle Chip. I was just... Having a wonderful conversation with Lance! <laughs> I can tell. Actually, little Ricky was just, uh, uh... I am not little Ricky anymore. Am I? What's that? <laughs> not since, uh, puberty? I know just what you mean, little Ricky. And on a completely related and very much relevant topic, how are the bee stings, Lance? Can't believe Stone released that commercial. Uh, did you hear that thing, little Ricky? Yeah, uh, I, I heard it. Old Stone's a good fella. Even if he is always calling Lance names like nincompoop and addlebrain and... <laughs> I don't want to hear about him. You you okay, little Ricky? It's Ricky, and excuse me, I really little need Ricky, to... Little Ricky, are you currently suppressing rage at some... Can it, Uncle Chip. I'm not in the mood. Say, little Ricky. I am not little Ricky. You want us to call you Big Ricky? No, because that makes me sound like a mob boss. <laughs> anyway, little Ricky... When you see your mom... Not happening. You tell her old Chip is mighty thankful for her reacquainting him with his long-lost love, Maggie Joe. Uh-huh, and how does not-future Aunt Claire feel about that? Well, in the hurly-burly of the last week, we ain't had time to converse at length, but last time I saw her, her fists were clenched real tight, her face was red, and she was saying, I'm not happy, Chip, which can only mean one thing. <laughs> I just wish I knew what it was. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Now, if you'll excuse... Not tonight, though. I gotta fix Maggie's faucet. Maggie don't even have an apartment yet, Chip. Huh. Well, maybe she just has a faucet, Lance. Or maybe she just wants an excuse to get her hooks back in you, She ain't gonna get any hooks in me, Lance. Only woman for me is Claire. And the only person who ever got his hooks in me was the Sultan of Statism. Yes, sir, he got his metaphorical hooks in me because he wanted me to date his daughter. And when I wouldn't do it, he jabbed literal hooks into my flesh. Ah, you monster! I got about. Yeah, I'd focus on making things right with Claire and not doing things for Maggie, Chip. Why can't I do both, Lance? Well, I need to go. But returning to the subject of Erica, the other thing that's troubling me since last week is that old Erica seemed to mite perturbed with me when I saw her. She then. was breathing fire. I'm seriously, gonna bounce now. I did not observe that, Lance. Nor has my sister heretofore evinced any such inflammatory abilities, but. Did seem mad. Well, what would we do without your observational prowess, Goodbye. Chip? Actually, Lance, uh, Erica, Claire, Lara, and you yourself all seem mad. Did we, Chip? But I can't figure the cause. That's because your brain's the size of a walnut, Chip. 
You mean a big brain-sized walnut, Lance? No, Chip. I mean you ain't playing with the full deck. It's true, Lance. Pink I ate my four of clubs. No, I mean you're a few bricks shy of a load, Chip. You make a fair point, Lance. The other day, Sparky did show up with a load of bricks, and he was a few bricks shy. I mean you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, Chip. Well, Lance, if by knife you mean... King Nutso is floating, everybody. <laughs> and if by drawer, no, tip, you mean... Chip, 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 why would I mean that? Shoot, Lance, half the time nobody knows what you mean. I mean, you regularly manifest an egregious and abominable paucity of intelligence. Say it ain't so, Lance. You ain't gonna fix it with Erica this time. Oh, she gets some bees in her bonnet, but maybe not this time, Chip. I seriously gotta bounce. Hey, Ricky, would you like to come over for dinner sometime soon? Sorry, I can't. Pretty busy right now. Really? What you up to? Just, I'm just busy. I just remember we had a nice time that, you know, that time. When I when I busted that possum thief who was going after Chip. Uh, I'm pretty busy right now. But me and Laura would just uh, love to have you out to our house sometime. Yeah, I'm just busy right now. Doing what? What are you doing keeping so busy, little Ricky? I, I gotta go. Why is she busy, Lance? Uh, let's just get a BLT, Chip. I'm just gonna get a B. You just give that LT to me, Chip, and just just give the LT to me. That, uh, sounds fun. Should have sold tickets. I can say something else about your dad, though, and then I got Let it go, Ollie. Can't hold it back anymore! Ollie, when I want you to sing a Disney song, I, I, You have Disney Plus? What am I, a barbarian? Of course I got Disney Plus. It offers a treasure trove of quality family entertainment for a low, low price. But listen, uh, your dad, I just think if somebody has a dad who wants... Is there something more interesting on your phone? No, I, uh, just uh, keeping track of the time. We can be done. No, I have a little more time. I, um, just, so you had a fight with your mom, you, you moved out. What happened then? I thought I worked through everything. You rose blooms need to stop thinking that. Duly noted. So you moved out. Do people ever duly do anything besides note things? So you duly moved out. And I thought I was great. Fine, really. Wonderful. But then I went to some dark places. Ricky. The Rickster, Ricky Bo, Vicky Wapapalapam. What's a girl like you doing in a bar like this? Slumming. I kind of figured you'd be at Seamus's with your pal, that kid. What's his name? I'm not. Say, uh, Ricky. Are you drinking alone, Quentin? Oh, I make a habit of drinking alone, Ricky. <laughs> You're so cool, Quentin. I, I mean, I, I drink alone. Uh, I made a habit of drinking alone uh, with my... Friends! Everybody here is my friend, right? Don't touch me, nerd. <laughs> Did you say nerd or norm? I said nerd. Kind of like the norm around here, Rickster. <laughs> this is kind of like my cheers. A reference I do not get, since I am, in fact, a decade younger than you. Quentin Seltzer is like fine wine, baby. Yeah, just a little bit of you gives me a headache and makes me want to vomit. Uh, my love for you is a little like vomit. Just can't hold it in. Wow. Is your face from McDonald's? Because... Nope. Do, 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 I'm loving it. Do you, like, memorize these things, Are you or... a cat? Because I'm feline. A connection between us. Did you get that? A feline. I'm feline, like you memorize... Quinn Seltzer does not memorize banter off pickuplines.net, Dreepuff. I mean, who even knows if there is such a website? Say, what are you doing here, anyway? Do one of your hilarious puns about my shirt. 
what's what's that? Uh, a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. Let's see. Uh, you can <laughs> you can lead a horse to water. I'm not a horse. That was it. I'd I'd zeppel like um your phone number. No, no, no. I could do better. Um, oh come on, Quentin. First you say, "Hey, is that a Led Zeppelin shirt?" Then you say, "I'll be your stairway to heaven," or "I've got a whole lot of love for you," or "All my love's for you, babe." Or, <laughs> You'd have to be a pinball wizard to uh, put a spell on me. Like, that's the who, Quentin. I'm like a Zeppelin baby because I Zeppelin T wants to. <laughs> Buy you a drink? You know what, Quentin? What's that, my little dr- dream engine? Sorry. I thought I heard that American ad. Oh, with Stone Huntington? I hear that guy has a big-time creeperola. Well, I mean, he's somebody's son, too, though. And somebody's father, probably. Uh, everybody knows that Stone Huntington is like Donald Trump. If Donald Trump was a big evil blowhard, <laughs> him and everyone connected with him. That's it. So, like my uncles Chip and Lance? Well, not them, but everyone else. His kids wouldn't like to hear you say that. They're as rotten and vain and spoiled as he is. Every last one of them. Uh-huh. Every last one of Let's them. Let's not talk about the children of Stone Huntington. <laughs> Let's talk about you, baby. I'd like to buy you a drink. What do you say, dream engine? <laughs> Dark places. Dark places. Ricky... Rickster the Quickster, can I buy you a drink? Yes, Quentin, yes you can. Can... Can what? Buy me a drink! You, uh... A drink! You can buy me one. What? You buy drinks for girls all the time, right? Whoa, yeah. Yeah, of course, I mean... (laughs) Of course. I am... Right. (laughs) That's the thing about you, Quentin. You're just so cool. I, 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 I am? I only like really, really cool guys in their mid to late 30s. Ha, ha, you're in luck, baby, because, uh, because, uh, hey, what's even cooler is a guy in late 20s like me. (laughs) You gonna buy me that drink? Sure, of course. Assuming I, I have money, I'll buy you that drink. Just like I always buy drinks for awesome girls. Say, Ricky, when did you, when did you realize you were into me? That depends. When did we first meet? Ha! <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> How many drinks have you already had, Quentin? Say, um, we're not socks. Nope, not socks. But we sure make a great pair. You're so witty. Did you just turn into a fat polar bear? Because <laughs> it seems like we finally broke the ice. More, <laughs> please. Are you a chicken? Because... You're impeccable. Why are we not married? On a scale from one to ten, you're a nine, but I'm the one you Ugh, need. Is now too soon to elope? If if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to buy me that drink before you keep talking. Ricky! <clears throat> what are you doing here? Manipulating a drunk loser in order to overcome my own depression. What's, what's oh, that again? Don't worry about it, pal. I love you, Ricky. I've waited so long to hear those words, Quentin. It's just that... What? I've never had a girlfriend before. What? You know, it's probably premature, but my mom always said I I could come see her again when I made something of myself. Uh, Quentin, um... We used to fight uh, a lot, so she was a very important woman. She was really busy. (laughs) Quentin, um, should you be telling me... I could tell you... I, I could tell you anything, Ricky. Jamie would like you. 
It's my sister, Jamie. She's She raised me. She's married now to Phil Kaufman of Kaufman Retail. Oh, <laughs> the Phil Kaufman. The Phil Kaufman. And they live in England. <laughs> Merry old England. He just took her to England because somehow a chintzy American retail business means London. <laughs> anyway, if you want to visit my mom, I could sure show her a thing or two. Maybe you should call an Uber. I want to show my girlfriend and my mom, Ricky. If we could, we could just stop by the, the cemetery, ha! We, Quentin! Boy, we could visit Mom. Your mom is no longer oh, with Oh, yeah, 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 last year, but it's okay. Ricky, she told Jamie's husband, Phil, and she wanted me to come to the funeral. I, she, she wanted me there. I, I guess she, she said that right before she went, so she was thinking of me right up to the... Um, even if she wasn't speaking to me, she was thinking of me. So, it would, it would be nice. I, I, don't, I have to go. So what's what's I, that? I don't, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, Quentin. Hey, where are you going, baby cakes? C- come back. Rick's, Rickster, Ricky, I, I hate to see you go, but I love, I love... I love you, Ricky. Please, uh, I guess it's just you and me, Billy. Shut up, nerd. I don't really want to talk about it. Anyway, after the dark places, I had an epiphany. Um, what's that? When you suddenly intuitively grasp something. Yeah, what was your epiphany? Oh, you want details now. Yeah, and then I'll... I realized that it wasn't just Mom. Everybody's terrible. Including me. Shouldn't that uh, make you have more sympathy for your mom? I saw an article about toxic masculinity. Non sequitur much? Getting to the part where it sequits. So you saw an article about toxic masculinity. And that's when I had my epiphany. That everyone's terrible? Yep. I thought complaining about toxic masculinity is like complaining that somebody dumped toxic chemicals in a landfill. What? It's all toxic. It's all toxic. Ricky Rosebloom, the first time I saw you, you were wearing a Hot Topic shirt. Was I ever that young? And telling Mrs. Ritter in sociology that the problem with the Black Plague was that it didn't wipe out both halves of Western civilization. Well, you have my permission to go back in time and slap me. The point is, all this everybody is toxic stuff, it ain't new for you. Yeah, but stupid high school Ricky always secretly thought she was the exception. I I guess everybody thinks that. It's okay for you. What? What, me? No. What makes you... I mean, what makes you oh, say just that? just my judgment of your superior character. Ah, uh, no, I don't got superior um, anything, Ricky, really. I... So, what'd you do once you realized everything was terrible and everything? Well, I decided I need to stop fighting it. Be more terrible? Be more zen. Stop fighting the system because I am the system. It's like Rage Against the Machine. The the band. They're owned by Epic Records, right? Which is owned by Sony Music, which is, of course, owned by the Sony Corporation of America, which is owned by the Japanese multinational conglomerate simply known as Sony. Come again? All of Rage Against the Machine's Rage Against the Machine is approved and propagated by none other than the machine. High school Ricky, hot topic Ricky, she was always trying to figure out how to break free from all the BS, which is adorable, but you can't break free from the air that you breathe. So what do you do about it then? You learn to be zen. 
Step one, acknowledge that everyone and everything is terrible. Okay, I, I hope there's a step two. Yep, step two. Unplug, don't let any of it affect you. Sounds like denial. No, because step one is acknowledge. Yeah, I feel like maybe you're leaving out some steps. No, unplug means like really unplug. Uh, unplug and do what? Ignore the machine altogether, man. Enjoy life. Sure. Um, I felt that way the day after I yeah, first saw Stu. But I, I mean, I'm not sure it's ever that easy, at least not for me. I'll tell you about it some other time. Right, because you have to go. Well, I, I do in a minute, but... Uh, Where do you have to get to anyway? I was going to say, personally, I, I'd be happy to unplug um, if it weren't for all the people. That's like saying I'd be happy to stop eating Red Robin if it weren't for their crappy burgers. What? It's the people that you have to unplug from. You need people in your life. In measured doses, sure. Ricky, relationships aren't like taking aspirin once a day to keep your blood pressure down or whatever. No, relationships cause heart attacks. So now you're anti-people? I'm anti-people that make me feel bad. Everybody makes everybody feel bad some of the time. Not me, because I'm unplugged. Well, I still say it sounds lonely. And you're, you're telling me it was easy for you to just... Unplug from everyone? It's been great. Great? Yeah. I'm in control of my life. It's hard, but it does feel good. So, why not call your dad? Okay, did he pay you or something? I just felt bad for him. He was so pitiful when I saw him at the bank. He said, Can you, can you just tell Ricky one thing if you see her? Sure, of course, Mr. Rosebloom. Just say, uh, just say, uh, just tell her, uh, I finally got the tomato plant and give me some freaking tomato this summer. So so that's good, you know? And uh, I finally read the first chapter of that book. Uh, starts with an A. Atonement! <laughs> and I see what she means. It's very, uh... Well, you know, it seems like it's going to be a good book. <laughs> and I made my world-famous meatballs yesterday, and they were just as world-famous as ever. And her mother has mostly gone on those Enneagram retreats or whatever, and uh, I thought it was just going to be the one, but she's uh, she signed up for them all, so, uh... <sighs> Boy, our, our house is quiet, you know? Back in the day, even when Ricky was in her bedroom with the door shut, the floorboards used to creak, and... Now it's just so, uh... Yeah, it's quiet, <laughs> I'm telling you, so, uh... Anyway, maybe, a, you know... Maybe, Oliver, you, you, you better not say any of that. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you better just not say anything at all. I'd be happy to tell her whatever you like, Mr. Rosebloom. Well, uh, okay, just just tell her I love her and I miss her. I, I guess that's better. <laughs> that's better than the other stuff, right? He loves you and he misses you. Must be tough. That's kind of cold. Uh, I, um, I, I should... Listen to the end of your friend's story? Yes, yes you should. So you unplugged. I unplugged! And that's going well. Most days are good. What's an example of a bad day? <laughs> well, there was the Disney Plus weekend spiral of doom. Disney Plus is the premier streaming destination for Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. That very thing would prove to be my downfall. Well, here you are, Ricky Bear. By yourself. Little Ricky's all growed up, and she's talking to herself, which is something Rosebloom's do. Alexa, play... Uh, no, never mind. I, I said never mind. Alexa, stop! I am not interested in you, Stone Huntington. 
You are not my dad any more than anybody else. I have no father. I have no one. I am unplugged, and I am detoxing. You have one message. Ugh, I know. Uh, hiya, honey. Just calling again. Just a calling. Doody doo. Just a calling. My favorite girl. Uh, honey, I'd sure like to talk to you. Uh-huh. I'll bet you would. Anyway, just call me Ricky Bear. I'll get right on that, Chief. <laughs> just call me. Oh, just call me Ricky Bear. Oh, that's a crappy impersonation of you, Daddy. I apologize. Just call me Ricky Bear. Oh, that's horrible. Sorry, Daddy. It's more of like a goofy or something. Anyway, uh, maybe just call me Ricky Bear. Oh, worse somehow. Um, just call me Ricky Bear. Hi, don't. Um, just call me Ricky Bear. We'll go with that one. Well, I still love you, Ricky Bear, even though I never told you the truth about anything, and just let your mother lie to you, and to herself, and to everybody. Wee, cause I've got a spine made out of jello. Anyway, pumpkin, I'm sorry your whole life is a lie, but the little woman said that's how it had to be. And by the way, I'm not your real daddy anyway. That's okay, Daddy. It's not like I ever loved you or needed you or wanted you to be a father to me or anything like that. Well, that's just perfect, sweetie pie, because I'm not sure I'm even capable of father and children, unless you count Chad. I'm a budding psychopath who doesn't get the love or attention I need so badly. Oh, that's okay, Chad. That's what they make prisons for. Kids who grow up like you. And I should definitely stop talking to myself. Well, you're not really talking to yourself, sweetie. It's me, dear old Dad. And anyway, what else are you going to do? I'll watch Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Sure, sweetie. Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus, Ricky, is a good equation, am I right? Oh, man, I got a million of them. If we're going to watch Disney Plus, then we'd best do it properly, Matthias. Oh, well, now, Erica. I thought we'd just turn it on and find a movie. And I forgive you for that, darling. Sanctification's a process. Well, how did you want to watch Disney Plus? Education is the greatest entertainment of all, isn't it, darling? Since you already sucked my soul out a long time ago, you might as well suck the joy out of this, honey bunches of oats. I'm an old devouring joy cat, sir. Matthias, it's what I do. Now, let's watch all the films on Disney Plus in chronological order and chart the development of cinema. Why would we do that, my little Siskel and Ebert? Because, Matthias, you wanted to do something fun, and I've come up with a way to oppress you and make it absolutely horrible. We'll begin by putting every film into a binder, and then we'll color code them by genre and release date. You know what would go well with this project, honey? Beer! So Disney Plus was your undoing, huh? Only in the sense that I went on an eight-hour alcohol-fueled bender, pretending to be my mom and organizing every Disney Plus movie by year and genre in a color-coded binder. I I mean, haven't we all? What kind of alcohol was it? I like anything cheap and a little fruity. Why haven't you ever been on a date with Quentin Seltzer? (laughs) That's the funniest thing you have ever said. You you ain't laughing, though. Tough crowd. So, you watched Disney Plus. Because I was pretending to be my mom. And drank a bunch. Because I was pretending to be my dad. Who I I really think you should call. This is my not listening face. This is my waiting to hear the rest of the story face. The dad part of me had beer while the mom part of me organized. I'm back with some cores, sweetie. Although, would you look at that? It looks like three of them fell out of the case on the way. You're just in time to watch the next film, darling. Babes in the Woods. Oh, brother. And now Ricky's gonna cry. I am not. Whatever could be the matter, dear. Lose around a fortnight. Oh, shut up and get a new reference. 
have a beer, sweetie. I've already had five, and I weigh a quarter of what you do. I made it as far as Babes in the Woods. What's that? It's a Disney short about Babes in the Woods. You did shorts, too? So why'd you stop there? I was busy crying. You started crying? It was just around the time the evil witch got turned into stone and all the innocent little babes started dancing in a circle around her. That's a good thing, isn't it? But I felt bad for the witch. So is that like a symbol? I have no idea. But, I mean, you, you must have... Didn't think about it. I, uh, you know, I think it means you should call your dad. Why do you care so much about my dad? Because, uh, because I don't have one. I mean, and I just, I think you're lucky that you do, even if he's not perfect. Ollie, is there really something more interesting on your phone right now? Uh, just keeping an eye on the time. It's 4.45 p- p.m. Okay, let's hurry and get through this stuff since you're such a busy man. So you saw Stu. He brushed you off like a flea, and at some point you're going to tell me that you got up the nerve to see him again. Um, maybe, but first you need to finish your story. Uh, let's see. You unplugged, which was great. Yep. Except you just told me you hated yourself and everything, and you were drinking all the time and crying at random intervals. It was great minus that. And your dad really wants to see you, but you... I did see him. You saw Mr. Rosebloom? I saw my dad. Ricky, you... Stone Huntington. What? My dad. What? My birth dad. You you mean he and your mom? Just like they taught us in health class. Found out at the dinner from hell. Oh. Oh, wow. So excuse me if I feel like I'm plugging however the heck I want. But you, you were going to tell me about Stu. Uh, can you tell me about Mr. Huntington first? I was walking by American a few weeks ago and I thought, Hey, I've gone a whole few hours without doing anything self-destructive. So why not? Why not? Indeed. Sit down, Miss Rosebloom. Do sit down. Pamela, leave the door open when you go out, would you? Yes, Mr. Huntington. They won't be able to hear anything above the office din outside. You can talk quite freely, my dear. But the open door does provide the appearance of propriety so necessary for the man of business in these trying times. I hope you won't mind me saying you look very like your mother, my dear. Same, shall we say... Resolute look in the eyes. But this is an unexpected pleasure, my dear. Emphasis on the unexpected. I surprised me too. And I'm very glad you did, my dear. May I call you Ricky? Everybody else does. But then I'm not everybody else, am I? When did you find out the truth about me, Ricky? Just a few months ago. A few months ago. And what made you come here today? I don't want... Like money or anything. (laughs) That is good. That's very good, my dear. You're in a really good mood. Contrary to popular opinion, my dear, I frequently am. So you don't want money or anything? What did you want then, Ricky? To look at me? To see me with your own eyes? To take my measure? Well, here I am. Aren't you, like, afraid of me? Mm, and why would I be afraid of you, Ricky Rosebloom? I mean, I could make trouble. I mean, not if you knew what was good for you. 
<laughs> I'm pulling on your chain, of course. You couldn't make trouble for me, my dear. You couldn't make any trouble because you don't have anything that could hurt me. I don't make a practice of allowing such things into the world. Really? Oh, yes. My dear wife, Francesca, has known about you since you were a child, my dear. She knows everything, in fact, that there is to know about me, because I told her myself before we were married. It would have been imprudent not to. I've never claimed to be anything other than what I am, my dear. And what's that? What do you think? Everybody always says you're a fraud. Do they? It's my observation, my dear, that miserable people always want to assign a noble reason to their misery. Let us suppose I am poor, I am miserable, I am unhappy with my lot in this life. It cannot be because I was foolish or stupid or lazy. No, no, it must be that wise, smart, diligent people don't get ahead in this world. Ergo, when I see a man many times more prosperous and happy than I, he must either be a fraud and just as miserable as me, or he must have cheated to get there. It's what we might refer to as the prejudice of the poor. Some people can't help being poor. Show me a paraplegic on disability, and I'll show you a man with time to think about how to improve his station. Wow, that's... Cold. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, Ricky. I sacrificed things again and again to get to where I am. Like what? Well, to put a particular point on it, like my pride when I told Francesca about my past. Because I wasn't going to have something come up later that could destroy everything I've built. And the truth shall set you free. I may not live by the good book all the time, my dear, but I know a universal truth when I see one. <sighs> Tell me about yourself, though. I'm Erica Rosebloom's daughter. That means you're smart and capable. But Erica and I don't see eye to eye at all. That means you're wise. <laughs> Did you know my mother well? Did you? <sighs> good answer. <laughs> Let us say I knew her as well as anyone did. Did you like her? Oh, yes. I will confess I do sometimes like to dream up little petty revenges for the irritation she's caused me over the years, but nothing serious. I've always liked your mother, and I still do. I like hurricanes, volcanoes, Erica Rosebloom, and all other untamable forces of nature. What does that make me? Collateral damage? We're all collateral damage of the ones who came before us. If... We let ourselves be. So, if you did like... Why are you only meeting me now? Mm-hmm. Mm, what did your mother tell you? Not much. I think it would have been very easy for her to marry me if she'd wanted to. She was ten years my junior. She was from a much lower stratum than I. But you know your mother, Ricky. Even more than most people, she's only ever and always got exactly what she wants. Yeah, that is her tragedy. Well put. Very well put, indeed. You have your mother's tongue. Keep it in a jar on my nightstand. Oh, come, my dear. No drapery. You know, I'd never met a woman before your mother who could make words cut as deeply. Can confirm. After you entered the scene, 
You understand, I'm being very frank here. After you entered the scene, your mother did not want to consider me. Not even consider. The idea repulsed her. Don't ask me why. I gave her you, and she acted as though I'd given her poison. Maybe you did. No, 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 my dear, no. You mustn't say things that are beneath you. It's unbecoming, especially in a young woman. I'm, I'm sorry. The world will tell you again and again to be duller, to be dimmer, to be sillier than you are, to giggle and prattle and accept the world's trivialities as profundities, its pablum as prophecy, its banalities as higher truth. It's your duty, quite simply, to tell the world when it says this, no. My thoughts are my own, and no tawdry t-shirt sloganeers will think them up for me. Do you understand me, young lady? Uh, sure. Yes, sir. That's good. Now, where were we? My mom. Yes, your mother. When I gave her her first child, she was... Quite as angry as though I'd set all her eventual children on fire. She wouldn't speak to me. She wouldn't take anything from me. You know, I mailed her a check and she sent it back, transformed into a beautiful homemade mosaic of a dagger through a heart. I'm not sure whether the dagger or the heart was supposed to belong to me. That sounds kind of epic. Quite the most elaborate and artistic letter of rejection I've ever received. And... That was it? More or less. But then, of course, nothing is ever really it with Erica, as you no doubt know. But yes, she made it clear I was never to speak to you or say anything about our past, or she'd rip my lungs out. Which hurt me, but I've been true to her wishes for the most part. Of course, it's a small town. We haven't been able to avoid each other entirely. Do you have anything else to ask, my dear? Why did you two get together? Well, of course I can't answer for your mother. For my part, she was beautiful. I was lonely. I kept an apartment then in town, and there's nothing quite as empty as an empty apartment. That's it? Yes, that's it. People write songs and things about love or what have you, but it's never really all that complicated. Not in my experience. What happens now? Well, that's really up to you, isn't it, my dear? Why don't you put your intelligence to use? You've seen me now, taken my measure. What do you think of me? I get it. Get what? I I get you and my mom. You're very persuasive. Imagine me 20 years and 30 pounds ago. So, how does that make you feel? You feel like the first honest person I've talked to in a long time. And? That makes me want to run like hell. (laughs) That made my day, my dear. You're a very clever girl. (laughs) I'd like to do something for you. If I may. Like what? You won't want money, of course. Uh, let's not be too hasty. If you thought about it, you wouldn't. It's too transactional. I like transactions. But you don't like being bought. At least not that ghostly, do you? Um... No, I didn't think so. You know, I make a habit of knowing what people really want. It's 
booked one of the keys to my success. Do you know what I think you want, Ricky Rosebloom? What? Control. I think you just want to feel like you have control over some part of your life. Can you actually do that for me? Perhaps. And there would be no strings attached. Well, that would be for you to decide. Anything you gave me would be a slap in the face of my mother. Hmm, and do you care? Do you? My dear Ricky, nothing would amuse me more. So what did he give you? Nothing yet. Nothing yet? I don't know. He said he was going to think about it. So... So, I... I don't know. I don't know. A guy like Mr... Huntington, there'd be strings one way or the other. If it seems too good to be true... Everything good seems too good to be true. Hard Truths with Ricky Rosebloom. With mildly critical responses by Ollie. But what about you? What about Did you me? see Stu again? We shouldn't talk about it. But did you? It, it wasn't... I mean... You really don't want to talk about it? I mean, it? don't you have more self-destructive flameouts that you want to tell me about? No... Well, um, yeah, okay. I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I just felt like I had to. I don't know. Did you have to? Mr. O'Reilly didn't think so. Your what? What? Seeing Stu Stu again. again. Oh, is he floating over my shoulder? No, I'm going to see him. On purpose? Yes, Papa O'Reilly. Very well. Very well? Very well. What do you mean? It's your life. But I I want your advice. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Why do you have to be that way. Why does anyone do anything? Uh, you're talking in riddles. I know what you want to say, so why don't you just say it? Everything's a riddle to the man who doesn't wish to understand. I do understand, and what's that? A Chinese proverb? It's not Chinese, and it's not a proverb. But otherwise, you're right on the money. Bob O'Reilly, I know you got something on your mind. Why don't you spill it? You already told me what's on yours, and nothing's changing it. I want your advice. Then next time, ask for it. I did. No, you told me what you were going to do, so I could tell you how wonderful you were for doing it. But I never tell my friends how wonderful they are. I know you don't think I should do it. I think you're going to do it. So what does it matter what I think? It matters to me. No, it doesn't. I'd like to know if you approve. I don't approve of digging up corpses just to see how they smell. And what's that mean? Perhaps I'll tell you when you get back. Fine. What should I be asking? For another day off. Okay. Fine. Can I have it? You can have whatever you want, lad. Fine. Fine. That's hardcore, man. We'll work through it. What'd you do then? I, uh, I probably made a mistake. You deviated from your plan? Even worse, I kept to it. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. There's so much I have to say to you, Oliver, but if there's one thing the past year has taught me, it's that I haven't listened as I should. So let me begin by saying I'm thankful you've come to my office today and I want to listen to you. Oliver, did you did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. You take the time you need to gather your thoughts. I've 
told Barbie to hold my calls. She followed you here, huh? Well, I, I got her the job after FCS saw fit to let her go. They had their reasons, of course, but it seemed churlish on my part to deny someone else a second chance. You take your time and gather your thoughts. I don't need to gather my thoughts. I only want to say one thing. I wanted my whole life who my father was, and then I found out it was you. <laughs> we don't get to choose our parents, do we? My own father went, well, <laughs> went out for the proverbial pack of cigarettes when I was All seven. All you have is words. I don't want to hear them. I understand completely. You just go ahead and talk, Oliver. You're a, a liar and a manipulator and, and a predator, and you took advantage of a girl who was always sweet to me. And the fact that you're a pastor is the world's sickest joke, and you're no father to me, and you never will be. Is that everything? I guess so. Wait, Oliver, don't go. I don't want to listen to your words. He who pleadeth his cause first seems right, until another comes and questions him. Oliver, I I've listened, and I'll listen as much as you like, but if you've nothing more to say, then do let me say my piece. Please. I don't want to hear lies. Let me say my piece, and, and then you be the judge. Would that be all right, Oliver? I understand you're very angry. I won't bother apologizing. But words aren't adequate. Not here, not now. Just the facts, as they say. Okay, then. I am a very gifted man. More than one opinion on that. Oh, I don't mean spiritually. I mean, I know how to build things. Not brick and mortar things. People things. I know how to run a committee, cast a vision, delegate, incentivize. All those silly corporate words that we use to mean one thing. Leadership. I am exceptionally, intuitively gifted at those things. I'm told that in preschool I was Miss Winthrop's favorite because I would organize the other children to pick up their building blocks before nap time. It's just who I am. So? So, I was 25 when I graduated seminary. At 24, I had already begun an internship with FCS and I began to lay the foundations of what became our youth program, among other things. I met with immediate success, cause as I've said, I was good at those sorts of things. I was proud of how good I was. <laughs> we know what pride goeth before. Speaking of which, that's when I met your mother. An older man would have been careful. An older man would have been wise. An older man would have had the experience that made him fit to shepherd a flock. But not me. I was a younger man, and I was promoted because of my worldly abilities, far beyond my moral ability. I was in over my head, but I didn't even know it. And I was asked to counsel a beautiful girl, not much younger than myself, really. If I had had any sense, I would have said no. We spent time alone, which was indescribably stupid. Real pastors, godly older pastors have rules, and I was breaking every one of them, and I was too stupid to know it. 
And this beautiful girl, whose name was Margaret, kindled something in me. But it's not what you think. I see it in your eyes, but you're wrong, Oliver. It was pity. I didn't know then what I know now, which is that the world is full of ministers who have burned alive on the pyre of their own compassion. This young woman was bright and hopeful, but she was being abused spiritually, mentally, sometimes physically, and I pitied her. I wanted to help her, and I did begin to help her. And the fact that I discovered this power, this strength that she could draw on inside myself, it was it was intoxicating. And, well, you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to know what happened next. The first big mistake of my life. And it was wicked. I make no excuses, but I was a fool. A fool trying to do an old man's job with young man's blood coursing through my veins. Any idiot could have predicted the outcome. What about... What about me? I won't insult you by pretending it would have been my first choice to, well, marry your mother. But I was ready to do it. Even if it meant throwing away everything, it was the right thing to do. Come clean to everybody. I've often wondered what would have happened if I had. But one day your mother disappeared and I tracked her you know all the way to the convent of charity in Connecticut but that's where the trail went cold and then I well made the second big mistake of my life what's that I was scared and I had my job and I had respect and everything was going well and Maggie had vanished. It's awful, but I, I thought it's worked itself out. There's so much work to do. God wouldn't want me to deny people my gifts. So I floated lazily, foolishly, like a man on a raft floated on into hypocrisy. And the years went by and I lied for so long I barely remembered I was lying. And, well, then along came Ricky Rosebloom. There were others. There was Ricky. I knew Matt Rosebloom, of course, and Erica practically ran women's ministries single-handedly. I knew they had a scrawny, diffident daughter who made trouble in youth group from time to time. But then, Pastor Lewis got another call, and I was asked to take the youth group back over. That would have been Ricky's sophomore year. And I still didn't notice her, except as a mild threat to the status quo. She has a way of staring at you when you're preaching that's quite unsettling. Unless she's burrowed into her phone and isn't paying attention at all. Anyhow, I didn't think too much of her. Till she began to have all the trouble in her senior year. Matt and Erica were at their wits end, but, uh, well, you were in high school then, you remember. I, I never knew the whole story. <laughs> I'm 
Sure you knew enough, Oliver. There was a boy, not to put too fine a point on it. Now, by then, I was a much more careful, considered man than I was in the days of your mother. So, Ricky and I began to meet, always in my office, with the door open, and an administrative assistant or two outside. I didn't much pity Ricky, not the way I pitied your mother. I shouldn't admit this to you, but I wasn't much ready to pity anything or anyone connected with Erica Rosebloom. That woman was always a burr in my saddle. No, something else happened. I, I don't know why it should be more embarrassing to tell you about than anything else I've told you, but, uh, well, it is. For the first time in my life, I, I fell in love. You've spilled your coffee. Let me have Barbara I got it. I got it. Go on. Well, uh, here's some tissues. I had lived a life for so long, for two decades and change at that point, that I had almost accepted it as my truth. (laughs) But though I barely knew it myself, I was a liar through and through. And here was this girl with one burning fact about her. She hated lies. She'd been raised on them, and she'd learned to hate them, and she just spat them out. And I admired that. Actually, I wanted to bask in it. One meets so few truly authentic people. Ricky Rosebloom is one of them. I don't know what your life has been like, Oliver. I hope someday you'll tell me. I'm sure it must have been lonely. I don't think I was ever lonely like that. But the fact is, I've been in ministry my whole life. And that does make you an outsider in a certain sense. People talk to you differently, look at you differently, think about you differently. Sort of like how everyone slows down when they pass that police car. Police officer has to get tired of having to wear that badge. Well, so do pastors. Even those of us who don't wear frocks and collars. But, Ricky... Ricky was always Ricky. She doesn't change the way she talks or thinks for anybody. You don't know what a cool breeze that is. But, well, that's no excuse. I was her pastor. And I was 20 years her senior. Perhaps I... But but that's silly... I didn't know what I had, and I was playing so many stupid games with so many people simply because that's what I knew how to do. Well, of all the words of mice and men, I I wish I could tell her how sorry I am. I hope she's managed to pick up the pieces of her life. No thanks to me, I know. But here I am, and I'm trying to pick up the pieces of mine. By the grace of God, I'm sorry, Oliver, if I've done anything to harm your relationship with Ricky. You deserve some happiness in your life, and so does she. We all have our lessons to learn, don't we? Our paths to walk, our crosses to bear. It... it, 
It's like that quote from Melville. I, I, I always think of it. Forgive me, but heaven have mercy on us all, Presbyterians and pagans alike, for we are all somehow dreadfully cracked about the head and sadly need mending. Would you care for another cup of coffee? Ollie? W- what? What did Stu say? I, I don't, don't, don't know. Uh, come on, at least give me the short version. Well, okay, but then I really, I really do have to go. I, I didn't let him say much. Yeah, I stalked out of there. Yeah? Yeah. He said, he said he made a mistake with my mom, and he said, uh, he said he made a mistake with you. <laughs> That's one word for it. And uh, that was it. How how do you look? Thinner, older, the same. Okay, I I should I should really get going. Is that really all that he said? I I mean, pretty much. Okay. Okay. So, uh, where did we get today? Let's see. You're unplugging, which means not talking to anybody, uh, not even Mr. McGregory or Redford or anybody. Your dad is sad that he can't see you. Mom is MIA at a bunch of any, uh, what's it, conferences. Mr. Huntington may or may not offer you something. We don't know what. I, I should I should probably make things right with Mr. O'Reilly and figure out how I feel about my uh, birth father, right? It's been nice catching up, Ricky. I, I, I'm sorry things have been hard for you. Um, I'll pray for you and stuff. And obviously we should do this again, maybe... In another few months, and uh, thank you very much for calling me. Do you want to know a secret? Sure. I'm. I'm really lonely. I'm really lonely. All this time, Ollie, why didn't you call? I. I. I didn't know if. I would have called you back in high school or. This ain't high school. What's that mean? Ollie, what does that mean? I would... I I would have called you. I know. You know what it's like to be alone. I don't know, Ricky. I never let myself think about it too much. Listen, uh, you need to get some help. You need to talk to a pastor. Yep, that worked out great for me last time. Or your dad. My dad? Your family. Or or a counselor or something. No. (laughs) No, I need a friend. I need a friend, Ollie. I... Don't need a dad. I need a friend. I need a friend, Ollie, and I thought that's what you were. Of course I'm your friend, Ricky. I uh, I have been for a long time. Hey, kid. Hey. Me? No, the little green man on your shoulder. Oh, hey. Um, from Mrs. Ritter's class. Uh-huh. So, you want to kiss me? You want to grab me? What? No. Okay, cool. Just checking. I knew you were a loner, loser, outcast type, but I did want to make sure before I was nice to you that you weren't, like, a pervy one or anything. Some guys are only into this body, if you can believe it. Um... Like, hello, I'm cool and interesting. Plus, I know a lot about anime, and my eyes are up here. Um... Yes, I'm a walking, talking stereotype, and no, I'm not sure which one yet. Kind of adorable nerd girl, but, like, I also got this kind of emo thing going on. I don't know, I'm definitely an outsider, but I'm also cool enough. But Anyway, you know, whatever. 
that thought wasn't going anywhere. Can I, um, can I help you, miss? Miss? You can help my eyes by not wearing plaid together with anything, really. But I'm here to help you. I've decided you should come play Capture the Flag. What? There are kids outside playing Capture the Flag. Oh. It's a game with a flag, and you capture it or you capture it or something. I've decided you should come play it with everybody instead of eating a disgusting peanut butter sandwich in a sad corner of the cafeteria by yourself. I, um... You what? I don't know how. You what? I don't know how. There's a flag. You capture it. What? An orphan or something? Leave me alone, please. Okay, but I asked a question. Are you... Yes, I am. Oh, wait. Really? Yeah. Get out. No. Are you... Are are you for serious? I am an orphan. Ooh, I suck. And I'm really, really, really sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay, news. I suck. And I'm really, really sorry. Okay? Whatever. But also, bro... It's kind of like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, you got a funny definition of cool, mysterious girl. That's decided to talk to you. No, I don't. I've just never met an orphan before. I'm only a wannabe myself. That's, uh, um, an interesting perspective. You might have the same one if you had my parents. Well, you might have a different one if you were me. It ain't nothing to joke about. I am really sorry. Really, I am very sorry. Um, okay. So, are you gonna play Capture the Flag? Miss, I appreciate you um, being nice to me on my first day and all that, but... um, Yes? You are what the director of my first convent would have called a... uh, Never mind. No, I want to know. Never mind. What would she call me? A feisty fireplug. What? A a feisty fireplug. A feisty fireplug? Yeah. (sighs) That is adorable. And wounds me deeply. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, come on. The flag awaits your capturing. Are you going to play? Oh, no. I'm more of a um, facilitator of people playing boring, crappy games that suck. Uh, why why are you facilitating me? Honestly, you look like you need a friend. My name is Erica, but if you call me that, I will stab you. I go by Ricky. Uh, my name is Oliver. Oliver the Orphan? For realsies? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you need a nickname, dude. How about, let's see, uh, Sad Sack McLoserface? Uh, don't, don't really trip off the tongue. Okay, how about Ollie? Ollie. Uh, I could live with that, I guess. So, why are you standing all by yourself eating a disgusting peanut butter sandwich? Um, I don't know. Don't tell me it's because you've never had friends. I mean, I, uh, haven't really. Are you actually for serious with this stuff? Yeah, I kind of am, I guess. Well, I decided to be your friend, so now you have to play dodgeball. Dodgeball? Capture the flag, whatever the retards out there are playing. Come on, and lose the sandwich. It's bumming me out. I, uh... I'll buy you a Snickers from the vending machine. I think Michelle Obama left us a few. Really? I mean, she didn't personally inspect the school, No, I, I mean, really... Yes, I will buy you a Snickers. Why? Because I called you an orphan, and I feel like an idiot, and now I want to buy your affection with my daddy's expendable cash. Will you let me do that, please? Or would that be accepting charity or something? I'll, um, I'll accept charity in the form of Snickers. <laughs> this peanut butter sandwich is kind of disgusting. So, let's go. Okay, uh, Ricky. Thank you, Ollie. Now come on. Just one more thing, Oliver. A word of advice, if I may. I don't want your advice. You're fond of Ricky, aren't you? How dare you ask me that? (laughs) Have you seen her much since... Well... Since I left the picture. I'm not telling you that. You think I'm asking for details about Ricky, and in this case, you're mistaken. I'm asking about you. 
What's that supposed to mean? If you wish for the relationship to continue, my advice is to avoid spending any time alone with her. I'm her friend. And if you wish to be her friend later, then you can't be now. Why not? Think about what I just told you. If she's desperate, if she's vulnerable, if she's lonely or scared, she'll turn to you. And you know that she's all of those things right now. She'll want someone who can make her feel loved and protected. And without her pastors, without her father, without a husband or another man in her life, well, who better than an old friend? What's wrong with that? I think you know the answer to that, Oliver. Tell me anyway. Ricky just wants to feel loved and protected, and ever since you met her, you've wanted to make her feel those very things. Just to be very frank, and I, I don't know how else to talk to you about this, you've wanted much more than that from Ricky, in point of fact. Tell me I'm wrong, but well, now you can have it all. But of course, if you did, it, you'd be taking dreadful advantage of her time of need. You'd carry her off bound and helpless, metaphorically speaking, of course. She's only that way because of you. I know you're a man of principle, Oliver, but if you start down the path of intimacy right now, even if you only mean to take a step or maybe two, oh, the places you'll go. After it's all finished, she hates you for it. That's not... None of that would happen. Oliver, You're just sick. I've made two big mistakes in my life. Both of them began with beautiful young ladies who just wanted a shoulder. You think if we're alone together, I won't be able to control myself. I think if she has the chance, she'll call the question. Not you. What question? Of whether your shoulder is the right one to cry on. Then I'll say no. Oliver, she'll never forgive you. Then maybe, maybe I'll say yes. In which case, you'll end up giving her a shoulder. But will she end up giving you? Much more, I'd wager. And she'll never forgive you for that, either. Take it from one who knows. Have you seen her alone since it all happened? I'm... I'm having coffee with her next mm -hmm. week. When she calls the question, and she will, that's when your relationship dies. Goodbye, Stu. I'm leaving now. At that moment, you'll have a choice. You can put a bullet in the relationship then and there, like a rabid dog, or you can let things take their course. Have your fun. Destroy the relationship that way. If that's what it means to call the question, she's too smart to call the question. No, she's not. Women are smart about lots of things, but never that. I'm not you. I know, son. I pray you never are. Let's just say I'm telling you one way to guarantee that you aren't, or to guarantee that... Well, that's your choice. Would you care for another cup of coffee? I should go, Ricky. Ollie! I, uh... I can't... be that guy. Why not? I'll always love you, but I can't... 
You need to talk to someone older. You know, wiser. Call your dad. Please. Or pastor. Um, Just go away. You need to... Go away. Please. Ricky. I, I'll always love you. What does that mean, Ollie? I will. You're just like everybody else. Go away. But... Go away. Get out. Good... Goodbye, Ricky. Is that you? Hey, Stuart. I've thought about calling you so many times. Hey, Stu. Hello, Ricky. The Ville is a story by Nathan Alberson, Jake Menzel, and Ben Solzer. It's written and produced by me, Nathan, associate produced by Ben, and executive produced by Nathan and Jake. It's performed by our talented cast, including this episode's star, Maya Chasteen. Please rate, review, subscribe, share, and tune in next week for the follow-up. Follow-up.